Welcome to the Fully Alive Man Podcast. This is a podcast to help men leverage community to win at life. My name is Robert Bruce Engel III, and I work here at North Point Community Church with my friend Lee Rogers. If you're just joining us, this is the fifth episode of a podcast, and we are speaking to men who are intentional about getting together with other guys in their life to do better at life and to thrive through relationship um, and using those relationships to grow as men and to win at life. That's men who get together in small groups, big groups, men's groups, married groups, whatever group you're in. Um, <laughs> so today we got we got some exciting stuff. We are going to be talking about a topic that um, Lee loves to talk about. He gets fired up, and so it's just winding this guy up and letting him go today. It, yep. I'm excited. We're going to be talking about old school accountability. Old school accountability. Can't get enough. Hey, or, let's talk. Let's get into it. Or we're not going to talk about it. We're going to reframe and kind of talk about why it annoys Lee. We are going to flip the switch on accountability and talk about it in what we feel is a more valuable, powerful way. What do we do with accountability? I love it. Can't wait to get into that. But before, Lee, you guys can't see him. He's in like a like a light blue kind of golfy shirt today. It looks good on. I mean, royal. it looks great on I you. I think it's royal blue, <laughs> no, it's actually. It's definitely light blue. It's very the so I was thinking nice as you, as you were walking in, Lee, I was thinking if if I didn't know you, if I just saw you on the street, what would I think you do for a living? I would love to hear what you think I do for a living. Come on, talk to me. Because guys that we work with don't know what we do for a living. They're like, you work at a church? Yeah. Do you do, you do anything for a living? It's a completely confusing yeah. thing. Oh, you pray all day. <laughs> so but, but your outfit today and just like who you are, I was thinking to myself, what, what does Lee do for a living? Here's what I thought of. You want to know, Lee? Yeah, I'm dying. I can see you working at an AT&T store. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That is exactly what I was hoping you would say. <laughs> I was actually thinking Verizon, but AT&T totally works. You're like outgoing and social and, hey, I can. how can I help you? Have you seen the new iPhone? Whatever. Yeah. How are you doing today? How can I help you move forward in your technology? Yeah, I, I think it, I would have guessed just walking down the street. What walking makes down you the think street. that? I don't know, man. It's the glasses. It's the shirt today. I don't know, man. I would just think like, I bet that guy works at a cell phone store. You're not like wearing a suit. You're not like corporate professional gig, no, but you're not, not like guy. construction guy today. You're just like, hey. Right in between. You're about to head AT&T. over to AT&T. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. About- so yeah, let, let, <laughs> it's absolutely my turn. Um, <clears throat> so this is what I was thinking. And I think you are wearing your your typical outfit. So I feel like I could say this confidently okay. any day of the week. I saw you walking down the street. This is what I would think. I would think that guy is, maybe he was a cowboy. He's just out of place. You love the cowboy <laughs> shirt. It's the plaid that has almost always two pockets, very often the pearl buttons mm. or snaps, snaps on a cowboy shirt. More efficient. But it always, <laughs> it's more efficient. I would think, here comes an urban cowboy <laughs> and he looks great. I wonder what he's going to do today. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take yeah, it. It's Lee. not bad. It's no, not a bad thing. No, not at all. It's better than anyway. So if you know me, 
Does yeah. that change? Like, what do you think I'm made? For? What should I be? What's my calling on a bigger scale than just like a profession of an urban cowboy? Yeah, what I hear you. I don't know. What I hear you saying is, make sense of this outfit, Lee. Help me, <laughs> help me find my place. Um, yeah. So this sort of leans into what we will land on today, as far as what we're talking about. But knowing you over the past four years. I feel like I do know what you are made to do in this world. I'm so excited to hear this. Yeah, finally, I'm going to write your path. <laughs> um, so what I feel like you're made to do is you you truly are made to help men come alive. But I think with your sort of bold persona, you're a little bit of a red, you're a little bit of a maverick. I think you're the guy who can help draw men out for for who they are. If they have stuff in between them and where they want to be, if they're not you know, the full picture of who they want to be as a man, you are the type of guy who can call them forward. And because you are a very natural entrepreneur, I think you want to think of new ways to do that, new, better ways to do that all the time. Hmm. And... That's what you would wear a cowboy shirt to do that. It makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. So we've worked together for a few years, so now my turn. When I think of when I think of how you have been made as a man, and and um, I've heard the terminology, what's your glory? What what's your design? What's your purpose? Anybody that's met you has felt the most welcomed, um, loved. You are the easiest, nicest, most friendly person people will ever meet. If they don't like you, they they have the issue a hundred percent of the time. Down. So, so I think God has uniquely designed you to help people experience God's love and safety and um, value in such a light, uh, friendly, accepted way. Um, and so to use those gifts for men as that starting point relationally and to model that is just something so unique to you. And also watching you with Holland and the kids, um, that transfers into how you raise your kids in regards to you are designed to be a dad. Yeah, man, um, that all totally works for me. Those are all things I want to do. So I'm glad for a guy who knows me, that is what I'm doing. And a guy like that would wear a blue golf shirt. So <laughs> whatever you need perfect. to tell yourself. It's going perfect. So uh, I was thinking about that, us talking about this um, accountability and you and I were talking and this lights you up. I hear that word and I cringe. I don't even know why. It's such a weird word. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> and and the thing is, I mean, I, I feel like I have become a better person at some point in my life because of old school accountability. It's not a throw this baby out with the bathwater idea. Um, and I, I even remember in my first men's small group I was ever in in my entire life, you know, mid to late 20s, jumped in with these guys. Um, a couple of weeks in, we had finished each sharing our stories. And then, you know, one of the guys asked, the, the guy who's leading the group said, hey, each week I'm going to ask you three questions. One, how's your time with God? Two, how are things going at work? And three, are you doing anything you're not supposed to? Mm -hmm. And for that time in my life, I, I feel like that's exactly what I needed. Um, that was the first time I was I was able to share authentically with a group of guys who wanted to move forward spiritually, wanted to move forward as a Christian man 
And so it, it, it was that old school accountability, um, but it was important for a time. Yeah, but I, I've got friends that ask me those things, different words, and I appreciate it still. So why, yeah. why does it, wh- what is it that bugs? Because I still appreciate the intentionality when a guy checks in on me like that. Yeah, absolutely. It should be something that, that we occasionally ask each other, but... I think what it can sort of devolve into is almost like this effort to constantly keep from sinning. Hmm. And what that does is it just puts the the sinning, the negative, the moving backwards at the front of every conversation, of every meeting. And then we start to to kind of associate God with that and, you know, being in Christian relationships of – with kind of like, well, when are we going to talk about sin? Like, oh, this is great, but but I got to find out your sin if I'm going to know you, if we're going to go deep. Gotcha. So that becomes kind of the 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 culture of what you do in Christian community, which is almost sin management instead of, it, it becomes that managing and focused on the sin, which is, yeah, not, if, you're saying that's not good? Yeah, if level zero is is getting by and a, and I'm making it as a Christian man and negative 10 is, you know, I'm, I'm just sinning across the board. I'm, you know, I'm cheating on my wife and, um, you know, cheating on my taxes and every other, every other bad thing. It's kind of like, I need some, this idea that I need men around me just to keep me from going negative. Yeah, that's good. And, and that makes the goal zero. And that, I think that is what, really drives me crazy the most. It's almost like like God's a probation officer. Hmm. And like we just check in every once in a while with him. How am I doing? Am yeah. I still okay? It ma- it makes me think I I have uh I had really good friends. We're still super close. Clay, Drew, Bo, you're out there. You might be listening to this, but we're in high school, youth group kids, super like tight best friends. And there was a season where we were struggling with some stuff that high school boys struggle with, with thinking about stuff, looking at stuff. Just it's it's hard being a high school boy. And so we were all like, oh, let's white knuckle this. We got to be better. So we each put 50 bucks into a pot, and uh, which was a fortune for us at the time. High school, you know, gas money, you can barely put it in your car. We each put 50 bucks in a pot and said, whoever can go the longest without doing some of those things gets the pot. Yeah. It was so hard. It's like the law, you know, like when Jesus is talking about the law or Paul, Paul talking about the law saying like, ah, it makes me just want to sin more almost. Yeah. You're con- that, that becomes your focus. Yeah. You can't not think about that. Even if you're thinking, I'm not going to do this, you're thinking about that. Which I should say, congratulations, Bo. <laughs> you're, he won that fortune. And he's a missionary in the Netherlands right now. Way to go. I'm proud of him. He's did, <laughs> yeah, he did it worked. Huh. Accountability uh, works, uh, Lee. Let's change the podcast. <laughs> We're going to do it over. Um, the, the other thing I think of is probably you know some of us who have been in this for a while are thinking, what about iron sharpens iron? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that picture of a, a blacksmith turning just a piece of iron into something useful and good. And what about um, confess your sins one to another, like it says in James? Yes, absolutely, those things are good. Um, But I think what we can talk about, what we can move toward 
And the, the way we can continue this conversation is this idea that a blacksmith doesn't just want to bang on another piece of metal forever. He wants that eventually to become a really useful tool. If he's hammering something into a sword, at some point we need to address that as a sword. Mm. There, at some point, he doesn't hit it hard the way he did before. There's a there's a different way of of addressing that tool at some point. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, kind of. It, it, yeah. It, and you're you're talking about the refining is good, but what's better is using the sword for what it is instead of continually beating on it. That's the negative preventing you're the best you can get is zero. That's right. So where I'm, I'm going to land with the old school thinking of accountability and we will get to a, a new school way of accountability, but where I'm going to land on the old school way of accountability is that it's really good for a time, hmm. like for maybe, maybe even situational. Um, hey, I need to get through this, you know, ha- hammer on me, sharpen me like iron. Um, but at some point, we need to change that. We need to flip the switch. And just to clarify, you're talking about that as a normative kind of component of what you do when you get together in group. So yep. when my buddy with sincerity checks in on me and goes, hey, anything that you're doing that um, I should know about that I could help you with, you know, that accountability question randomly, that's not what you're talking about. That's a There's a health and absolutely intentionality there but when that becomes like we're going to get together to check in on each other and see what we're doing that we shouldn't be doing and then like subtly shame each other and that becomes the culture of the relationship that's that's what you're talking about yeah if that's the goal yep then then that's a problem and and you know as we talked about before real accountability is when you come to me and say hey hold me accountable for this hmm. You know, give help me become better for a certain amount of time to do something. Whatever it is, um, is not me. You know, so I'm not a sin hunter in your life. So you're saying healthy accountability really is initiated by the person wanting accountability. I'm not waiting on you to come hunt my sin and check in on me. I'm proactively going, hey, I'm struggling with this. I wanted to let you know. Absolutely. It's it's telling on yourself. It's vulnerability if you if you feel yourself trending in a direction. But even that, if you come to me all the time and like, hey man, I need you to ask me tomorrow this, I need you to ask me tomorrow this, and a year goes by, I'm gonna be like, Hey, I think we need to try a different tactic here because may, maybe this isn't moving us forward. Th- that's me going to you to ask you to follow up with me. But what I was just hearing you saying is if I proactively come to you and say, hey, Lee, I just wanted to let you know I've been struggling with like seeing myself this way or thinking about something or doing something, that's me going to you. That's not waiting on you to haphazardly ask me and break that cycle. But again, if it lasts a long period of time, we need to look at a different strategy for helping you get where you want to be. Maybe there's an underlying belief and there's definitely an underlying lie somewhere that's taking you down a road that um, is not where you want to be. And that's what we need to talk about and deal with instead of just, you know, the, the final product of what you're struggling through. This feels a little bit um, confusing because I've had decades of being told to be accountable. Are you going to give me something new here? Yeah, it is. A, it is 
confusing a little bit. And again, I mean, as, as we said in the beginning, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's a time and a place, but it can't be the goal and it can't be where we land. And I feel like that is a, is a tendency, a trend in men's Christian men's groups. And, um, that's the wrong I want to write in this world. It's good. And I don't have it. Yeah. So we need to get there, but I care about childhood hunger just for the record. Oh, good. That is <laughs> my, mine is accountability. <laughs> I'm finding <laughs> accountability in the world and you want to feed children. So let's take a minute, uh, for a section that we like to provide to you guys just as a service. This is like a public service announcement. Um, we don't get paid for this. I'm going to promote another thing. And, um, Jack, if you want to give me some, some cash, if the sales go up, call me later. But this is a section where we like to share a little um, best practices, tips to help you be just more effective as a man. And this section we call Man Hacks. Lee, what you got for us today? Okay, you guys, some of you who travel a lot for business may know about this, but maybe you don't. And if you don't, you're welcome in advance because this is awesome. If you need to charge your phone and you have the little cord, but you don't have the brick part that plugs into the wall and you just have that USB tip on the end, you can plug that thing right into the back of a TV, TV in a hotel room, TV at your house, TV wherever to get that charge you need. It just doesn't have to be about just having the brick and the plug. Hmm. You can also use a TV. Thanks for that. Have you ever thought of that? No. It's amazing. That's pretty clever. All right. So here's what I got. Uh, my dad failed me in some ways, not many ways. You were an amazing father, Robert Bruce Engel Jr. We're going um, deep. <laughs> but one thing that he did not uh, do well is teach me how to barbecue, how to grill, how to uh, cook a good steak. Uh, I've been learning that as an adult because I really like eating good seasoned steak or chicken or ribs or whatever. Of course you do. Um, but I have no clue how to, I didn't even know how to light a grill. I mean, no clue, been been tinkering with it, been learning. And a friend of mine, some of you guys know him, Clay Scroggins, uh, turned me on to this dry rub. It's Jack Cawthon, C-A-W-T-H-O-N, barbecue. Jack Cawthon barbecue. It's out in Nashville. He's got a couple uh, barbecue restaurants in Nashville. He's got a dry rub. It was, it was the best chicken wing I've ever had. So I asked Clay, what is it? And he goes, dude, all you do is sprinkle a little dry rub on it, throw it on there. So I bought a case of it. It's for chicken wings. No. Okay. It's just a dry rub, but it goes so well. Venison burger, steak, burgers, chicken, drumsticks, ribs. I don't have time to marinate. I don't know. I can't pose and like, yeah, I did like eight hour marinade and that. And I made this like special seasoning. Yeah. I don't have time for that. But what I do do is I just sprinkle that junk all over everything, throw it on the grill, and I look like a boss when it comes to just man in the grill, guests come over, and they're just like, you're amazing. We're coming back for this. All I do is sprinkle it on, throw it on the grill. Hey, I don't mean to get into it about man hacks, but uh, an honest question, does it make all your meat taste the same? Uh no, because it's like chicken and it's ribs just makes it and better. it's different. Whatever yeah, it's it is, just such a good enhances. balanced enhancement seasoning. It's a fantastic I love it. man. My wife it. loves it, and all the guests love it. Be Lee. a better barbecuer. You're welcome, guys. And that's it for our section. We like to call man hacks. All right, so jumping back in, we have learned that Lee, you do not 
like accountability. That is exactly what I feel like you should give me your phone right have. now and I should check it just yeah. because you don't like it so much. Take it. All right, we're into it. Take it. Let's do it. Um, no, that's, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a way of looking at it that that I don't like. Absolutely. But what I do like, what I want, I, I don't know how to phrase it. I want to call it either like forward accountability or accountability forward because mm. what I want is to be in relationship with men who are not just keeping me from something but pushing me towards something. Mm. They're not just keeping me from moving backwards in life, but they want something more for me. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, so so you don't you want more than managing and keeping a zero and preventing going into the negatives or having guardrails or protecting that. You want to be pushed into the positive. You want yes. Well, and I think about it like um, I oh, I think of way too many analogies, um, but I think if you were if you were standing in a like I'm an expert on rivers, but I think if you were standing in a river, not a deep river, but a, but a small river with a current. What what would be more valuable to me is not trying to stand just in one place. I feel like that would create the opportunity for the river to push you backwards along with the current. But if you were actually resisting the current by walking forward or pushing forward or even better, had a, had a friend pulling you forward, mm. that it wouldn't be about losing ground. It would be about taking ground in the river. That's good. So I don't know if a lot of guys know a lot about that, because the ones that do get into group, we think of that like accountability from a preventing going down, right. Downhill. So what, what does that look like? Yeah. It, it looks like ideally it looks like moving toward who we want to be. It mm. looks like moving toward who God created us to be. If we all reflect his image in some way, and I would say we do. And in a unique way, each, we're going to get to that if we have other men around us who know what that looks like for us. Hmm. I mean, honestly, when you were talking, you know, at the beginning of the podcast about um, how you see me as someone who's made to be a father and, and made to be a husband and to, to love my family well, um, that makes me want to do that. Hmm. It, it reminds me, it inspires me in some way to move forward in into who I'm made to be. Um, so I have some ideas. Do you, I mean, you may have some ideas also, but I have some ideas about how we get there in the context of a group. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. So I think it, it comes down to, to two things. Um, one, I think you have to know a man's story. You, you have to know where he's come from, have some context about his life, um, have an idea why he is the way he is, who, why he has become the man he's become and, mm. and does the thing he does. So you got to know a man's story for context. And I say you got to know a man's story in glory, but glory is a, a nebulous word in a lot of ways. And, it, and it's kind of like calling. Um, but you got to know a guy's story to know his context, and you got to know his calling to know what he aspires to be naturally. Mm. Like what is his gifting what is the, the I don't know, gifting combined with experience and, and all he has going for him to become the man he needs to be? It would be like, how do you see yourself? Uh, what are you going to do this week to pursue your kids' hearts? 
or something, um, if that's your glory. And that pushes towards your potential and your wiring as such a good dad compared to um, if I didn't know your story and I didn't know you, I'd just assume AT&T salesman and ask you about cell phone sales. But since I would, since I've heard your story enough to know your passion and your wiring, I can think forward, push you towards, encourage you to go, hey, um, what, what's your plan for pursuing Holland this next month? Absolutely. I, and I love that you use the word passion. Um, it reminded me of a, a quote from John Eldridge who says that our desire reveals our design hmm. and our design reveals our destiny. Hmm. So if we know what what sparks us, what makes us come alive, the the things that sort of get us fired up, then then it reveals that desire reveals how we were made and what we were made to do and and should reveal the direction we are going. And if I really do care about you and we are in relationship, I want you to be the best man possible. I want you to succeed, to win at life. And helping you win at life isn't always focusing on the guardrails, but going, hey, what what are you doing? Are you being bold and trusting and faithful to this like destiny or desire that you've been talking about? I've heard you talk about um, this um, this certain thing that's bugged you the past few weeks. What are you doing about that? How are you How are you living out of that desire and that design? Yeah. That's good, A- absolutely. And and again, you know, back to the old school accountability. There there may be a time, you yep. know, when when we're first together in a small group where we're figuring things out and all that. But eventually, yeah, you should be calling me forward. You know, we use that analogy earlier of moving from you know not moving to the negative, but heading for zero, but we should be moving each other toward a plus 10. Mm -hmm. Zero shouldn't be the goal. Mm -hmm. It should be forward in a lot of different ways. And scripture talks about this too. I mean, I think about verses like in James where it says the tongue holds the power of life and death. We should be speaking words of life Mm -hmm. to the people in our lives, to the men in our groups. And, you know, it obviously the, New Testament encourages us to build one another up and encourage each other. And I think this is that. I think this is, to use our phraseology, is that a word? I don't know if that's a word. I to make u- it up. To, to use words that we love, we want to be men who are fully alive. And I think this is how we do that. This is one of the ways we do that. Uh, I, I think about even my kids in this regard, like yes. how you're supposed to have so much more positive affirmation and negative, but the tendency is always just to discipline and call them out when they're doing something bad instead of celebrating the positive. And that's it, man. It's how often am I speaking life and blessing into my kids and telling them who God's made them to be and that they are courageous and brave and they use their strength for the positive and that they're honest and that they're truthful. How often do I do that to the guys in my life? I want to do that more with my kids. I want to do that with my wife, but I want to do it with the men who I'm traveling with and my friends as well. Because man, the power of a blessing and receiving that words of life from others and guys by my side, I do not do that enough. Yeah, it's huge. I I still want that from my dad. If my dad called me and said, you know, Hey Lee, are you are you late with any of your bills? Have you made your mortgage payment? That that would not be words of life. That wouldn't be yeah. encouraging. But if my dad called and said, "Man, I love the way you're raising powerful sons." Yeah. That that That's would awesome. help me find life for sure. That is so good. So, 
I don't know what we're going to call it, accountability forward, forward accountability, but something that looks like helping men come fully alive, become fully alive by the words we use and the way we talk and what we hold them accountable to is what I wish for every man in a group. Man, that's good. So the three questions that we want to leave you guys with again are, what does this mean for me personally? What am I going to do about it? What faith step am I going to take as a result of this 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 learning, this content? And then if we're in community, how can we help each other? And I will guarantee, guys, as your conversation changes and you, you flip the switch on accountability, your relationships, your groups will feel more life-giving. Ah, oh, that's good. It's good. And speaking of life-giving, we wrap up these episodes with a couple minutes of wisdom from a friend of ours, John Woodall, who has been in ministry for a long time. He, he oozes wisdom, and he just leaves us all with a couple minutes of wisdom in a segment that we like to call Wisdom from the Woods. Something I want to talk about for just a couple of minutes is this idea of having an integrated life, an integrated life. I had a man come and stay with my wife and me after he had fallen uh, in adultery and immorality, and he had shared with us that he saw his whole life uh, come burning down, saw it all come crashing down. And I remember spending an evening with him, and as I walked away, this thought came to me, a disintegrated man will disintegrate. And the strength of all men is we have the ability to compartmentalize. We can, you know, when uh, terror or some strike comes against us, our strength is we have the ability to compartmentalize. Our weakness is we can compartmentalize. So I want to encourage you to think about having an integrated life. In other words, no compartments, no secrets, everything coming into the light. John writes in the back of the New Testament, he says, this is the message that we've heard from him and we declare to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son purifies us from all sin. So guys, I wanna ask you, are there any compartments? Are there any secrets? Are there any places of darkness? Uh, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, that we can go to and confess our sin and that, but man, we wanna be a community of men fully alive that are in relationship with one another. And I wanna encourage you to find one man, one man that you can begin to walk in light and have a totally integrated life so that you, in the course of time, do not disintegrate as other men who have walked with secrets. Think about that. Y'all, that's it. Episode number five, congratulations. That was a ton of fun. This has been a lot of fun. If you want us to keep going, hit subscribe, like, give it five stars, comment. See you guys around. Thanks. See you, Lee. Bye.